test, 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 one, two. Can you hear me? One, two. Welcome to the confessional. My name's Harper, and many years ago, my friend Jen and I were in high school together, but we lost touch, and it wasn't until we both got divorced at about the same time that we reconnected. But fortunately, we did, because now I go to her nail studio, get a beautiful manicure, and we talk about the deepest, darkest, realest, most beautiful, hilarious topics. We're so glad you joined us today. Thanks for listening to Salon Confessions. Hello, welcome to Salon Confessions. We are coming to you live and direct from Jen's Nail Studio. I am Harper, and we're going to have some conversations today. Uh, laugh a lot, come out hopefully with a fresh manicure on the other side. I am currently in heating gloves to get my polish off. And uh, you're probably going to hear some filing and uh, some questions about what color polish today. I think I already have mine picked out. And uh, I got to say, Jen and I have been friends for a long time, and I've been coming to this studio for quite a while, and it has just been really a cathartic place to be, and we've realized our sessions are really fantastic, and we want to share them and have some other conversations that maybe aren't here. So we are here in the confessional. <laughs> the confessional. <laughs> I love it. And, uh, and we're going to have some chit chat. So today we're going to start out with how did Jen get here? What is this all about? We'll have some conversations and uh, go a little deep and then we'll figure out what we learned from this and decide what color I want to wear. The important thing. The important, things. very important thing. Yeah. And I got to keep an eye on the clock. Um, okay. So how did we get here? Yes. Oh boy. We have to go way back. Um, finishing high school, which Harper and I went to high school together. Yes. That's how far back we this did. goes. Finishing high school, couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. School was not my thing. Went to skincare school. Um, I was way ahead of my time because nobody was really doing skincare yet. Every salon I worked in, the nail techs were very busy. Ended up going back to nail school. I worked in um, salons as an employee for a number of years. And then I became a single mom. And by the time I got done buying diapers and formula, I was living on microwave popcorn. Mind you, I was skinny. I looked good, <laughs> but I was starving. Yeah. And I had a friend who had left the salon I was at where we were employees mm -hmm. and had gone independent. And she was constantly emailing me. You should come work with me. You'd have way more fun. You should come work with me. You know, she had all these reasons. And one day she says, you should come work with me. You'd make way more money. Oh. Well, I was, as I said, I was starving. Like, how, how much money are we talking? Yeah. So where I worked, we had an employee stock program and we were contributing to 401k. But at this point in my life, I owned a house. I had bills. I had a child. And um, I needed my money then, not yeah. later. Okay, now is later. Wishing I had that money now. But, you know, that, oh, that's neither that. here nor there. Mm -hmm. At the time, I needed more money bi-weekly, monthly, whatever, however you put it, to support myself and my child. So I ended up um, calling my dad one day and said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about doing blah, 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 blah. And he's like, and oh, okay, why are you calling me? 
So if I fall on my face, are you going to help me out? He was like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Fortunately, I never had to make that call. I went independent. I took the bulk of my clients with me from the salon. So I had a really good base to get going. Um, I started out renting stations and salons, eventually mm -hmm. found myself in my own commercial space. I was there for six or seven years when they gave me a 30 day vacate notice and ended up where I am now, which is in a salon suite setup. So I have my own personal suite, but I am surrounded by other um, salon professionals doing whatever they do, but we each have our own suite, close the door, very private. Yeah. When I left the salon environment and went into my own commercial space, which was the first time I was in a room by myself, it was an adjustment for yeah. people. Um, they were used to that buzz and that, you know, the music and the people and the blow dryers and, but very quickly, um, people got really comfortable because they could talk openly. They could share things they wouldn't share when they thought maybe someone else was listening. And it really changed my relationships, not with everyone, but with the bulk of my clients. And then I would say the biggest shift came after we were shut down due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. I was out of work for 10 very long weeks. Yeah. Um, I and came, we all had terrible nails and hair. Yeah, it, it, it was rough. <laughs> it, it was really, it was really rough on everyone. Yeah. And I came back to about 50% of my business. Um, I wasn't even sure I was going to make it. Uh, a lot of stress. Yeah. Um, but oddly, people became much more um, needing of community. Uh, seeking connection. relationships, connection. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you. People were really seeking connection because even if they weren't in my position where I was completely shut down, they were forced into their home offices. They yep. weren't seeing people. And I was thrilled at the number of people that came back. A lot of people didn't for health reasons or their nails went so long, their artificial nails were off. They realized they didn't need them, you know, blah, blah, right. blah. But it really created an extra shift. Yeah. Um, Harper may have mentioned you're going to hear filing and different noises because we are legit doing her nails while we're talking to you. <laughs> um, so ignore the background noise, but we're, this is a real business. <laughs> real deal. I'm doing the real thing here. Um, so I'm taking her gel polish off of her nails right now, and then I'll be filing and cleaning them up and, you know, Making her beautiful. Anyway, so here we are. As you said, what did you say? The confessional. The I confessional. Yep. I, I almost think I need to rename my whole business. I'm not going to because, you know, this is top secret and some people don't want their identities exposed. Yes, so, exactly. Um, you may catch us using um, fake names yep. for aliases. guests, aliases in the future because yep. while I'm an open book, not everyone else wants to be. They don't want people to know. What they're doing behind that's why we doors. come into the confessional which i have to describe where we are because we are in this small studio space and it really looks and feels kind of like a confessional um i'm not catholic so true confessions really i'm not catholic but i do have some experience walking into confessionals because i was always curious like what are people doing there and it's you know wait this, wait wait, wait. like you went into a catholic church and went into the confessional yeah. to see what it, you did oh totally <laughs> Totally. I, I was fascinated. Why do you have to go into a little box? And what do you say when you're in the box? 
I don't know. And, and how is it you go into the box, you say what you have to say, and when you come out, everything is forgiven. Always confused me. You know what? This is really a confession. I'm going to start telling people whatever they say in this room, confess it all. And when you walk out, it's all forgiven. forgiven. I'm sure I have some kind of anointing. And FYI, I was raised Catholic. <laughs> I've been in a confessional, not because I wanted to, because I was forced to. I call myself a recovering Catholic. Oh, but... I know so many people like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so you walk in and this studio, there's a, a beautiful curtain on the door. You slide the door closed. You draw the curtain, right? Like this is all sounding familiar. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I never thought about this before. And then along the wall is this gorgeous altar of nail polish color. And so it looks sort of like a stained glass window because of all the beautiful colors. <laughs> and, you know, there's artwork and sculpture on the walls and it's very peaceful and soothing and calming. And yeah, it really, I can see why people come in here and they just are feel comfortable releasing some of the burden. Right. I, I thought it was just me. So you're saying it's not. That's just, no. well, you created this space. <laughs> I did. Right. So it's your vibe. It's your energy okay. that brings it all out. And that's that's what you've created. And I, I think it's so interesting that what you said about, you know, people needed to connect because for the bulk of 2020 into 2021, you were like the only non-family member that I saw. Oh, wow. And the only like physical human connection outside of my family. And that was really important. Like we're built to create connection and build relationships. And so we were friends before we were good friends before great friends, but I think it just changed the tone of what you need this space for. Um, and so I think it's interesting that you've felt more and more like people have been coming in and sharing some of the deeper, darker things. Cause you've had clients that you've had forever, yes. really long time. Yep. And they've been maybe sharing a little more, which I think is also, again, your energy being open to that, being open to sharing your own stories and, and being real and being authentic. Well, and I think part of this is, um, and I'm assuming that the pandemic has something to do with it. But it is my understanding that if you wanted to see a therapist, you're waiting months to get an appointment. At least weeks. When you finally do get in for your first appointment, then sometimes it's like, oh, well, the next availability right. is six or eight weeks out. Right. So if people are struggling, whether it be mm -hmm. physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever it is, and they need to speak to someone, um, they can't get it on a professional level. Right. And I, I am by no means a professional therapist, but I do like to coin myself, um, <laughs> you pay me for the nails and the therapy is free. Because <laughs> let's be honest, a big part of therapy is talking. Yeah, It's not even so much a response. It's getting your thoughts and feelings out right. and having someone who's willing to listen. I am a very go with the flow. I am, I hope, people view me this way, but I consider myself very not judgmental. You can tell me just about anything. I am not going to skip a beat. And if that's what you want to do, do you, and I In will support moment. your choices. <laughs> yeah. I might talk about you later, but that's a whole other story. I won't talk about you to another client. I'll just talk but you about are you. really accepting and yes. you're just very like you take it. Oh, yeah. okay. So that's yeah. your truth. That's and it would reality. take a lot to shock me. I yeah. think just based on my life experience and the things that people have shared. Yeah. It, it would take a lot for me to like fall off my chair. So right. 
I'm I'm pretty open, right. accepting. I consider myself easy to talk to. And as you said, I'm also willing to be open and sharing. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people in this industry that kind of have the attitude of, you know, don't share your personal life and just talk about the garden and you can <laughs> Do only you have a garden? Hell no. Who has time for that? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I don't have a garden. I don't have time for that shit. I barely get my lawn mowed. I just don't. But yeah. I did that for a number of years. A number of years. I kept it just surface. And yeah. and over time, when you know someone for 20 years, I don't want to hear about your goddamn garden after 20 years. Yeah. Tell me about your life. Right. I mean, you're building relationships. You're getting yeah. to know people on a personal level. Yeah. And some people don't want to be personal. I, sure. There's a few. Sure. But I'm going to say the majority, especially of women, right. they want to talk. It's girl right. time. You come into the confessional yeah. and it's girl time. Yeah. And you can share things that are deep, dark, whatever, because I don't know your family. I don't yeah. know your friends. Who am I going to tell? Yeah. You know? and, and you don't have to filter in here. No. It's, there's no filter. I love it. There is just what is coming out of your mouth right now is exactly the way it is. And you don't have to second guess it and think about it. Should I say it this way or this way? And really, I think sometimes it's a place where you sort of practice things that you want to be able to say. Oh. Because, you know, you, you have, say, like a relationship with your spouse or partner or your kids. And you need to bring something up. But really, maybe it's, I don't know how to bring it up. And I don't really want to talk about it. But I know I have to talk about it. And, oh, this is so frustrating. And this becomes that place of just not even maybe some. I mean, you're great at giving me perspectives. Thank God for that. But even just to say the things out loud that I'm feeling in the raw and then be able to translate that into, okay, so this is what I actually want to say. This is what's actually important. And then like you it. feel just a lot more confident walking out and saying, yes, I can go have this conversation or venting about a challenge. And then you're really left with, okay, so what do I need to do to solve it? Diving in a little deeper about our relationship. Yes. Divorce divas. Yes. I mentioned before we went to <laughs> high school together. We Our school was small. Everybody knew everyone. But we definitely didn't travel in the same circles. Yeah. So um, after, shortly after um, a fairly big class reunion, I don't want to give a number. You know, we're still 25 at heart. Yes, a double-digit class reunion. Oh, there you go. That's safe. We'll say double-digit. I'm sure over time you're going to figure out how fucking old we are, but not today. Not today. So um, after reunion, we both found ourselves going through a divorce. Uh, Harper reached out. She wanted a girls' night. It was a wild one. Probably oh not God. anything we're going to be sharing. Probably that's not. A, that's for a different type of that's podcast. That's a totally different story. Um, yeah. yeah, that's not today. But yeah. that brought us to where we are yeah. um, because we were going through divorces and everything that goes yeah. with that. We each have a child. Yep. Um, we have now met other people. Mm-hmm. We have gotten remarried and, and have stepkids. Yep, stepkids and all the things that come with that. But yep. um, it was interesting while you're going through the divorce process, which I don't recall yours perfectly. But for me, it was about as painless as you can get. It was very amicable. Um, we, for the most part, agreed on everything. But I mm-hmm. did, prior to getting to the point of let's sit down and work out this paperwork, I did seek therapy. Mm -hmm. And um, I think my biggest takeaway 
and there's been many. I'm actually currently seeing that therapist again because life, you know, keeps throwing us curveballs. Oh and God, right? I am not ashamed to say once in a while I need a little help. Yep. Um, while I was seeing her, probably second, third session, she's like, okay, we're going to do a visual. I want you to close your eyes. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. I know, sake. right? What? Just what? stop it. Yeah, can we just talk? Like, <laughs> I don't have time for this. But she's like, okay, I want you to close your eyes and you're on a roller coaster and the roller coaster is going up and it's twisting and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, blah, blah, fucking blah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 She's like, okay, now the roller coaster is coming into the station and it's coming to a stop. And I'm like, mm -hmm, yep. And she's like, so the ride has come to a complete stop. And how do you feel? And I said, oh, no, no. See, what what, we, what you're not understanding here is this ride doesn't stop. That's exactly It right. just keeps going. Yes. And she was like, oh, my God, really? Oh, you're getting it. And I thought, hmm, I am kind of getting it. As much as I was like, this is the most <laughs> ridiculous thing were. ever. And I didn't visualize shit when my eyes were closed, but I felt it. Yeah. I felt in my core, like, it literally doesn't mm -hmm. stop. Yep. It's up, it's down, it twists and turns, it doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. There are times in life, clearly a divorce is one of them, where yeah. things get really twisty-turvy. But there's other times you can be having just a simple day. You see something on social media. Yeah. It sparks a feeling. And you can be on that twisty-turvy roller coaster all over again. I know. I know. And everybody who's been through a divorce that I've talked with has agreed. It, it, there's like a two-year healing process just to like get back to, I understand who I am. I understand what I'm about and what I want. And maybe that's, you know, whether you call it the grieving process, I don't know. Real therapists probably have words for things like this, but we'll call that, it recovery. Mode. Yeah, yes. Divorce recovery. Yeah. And so we met in that divorce recovery zone where we were both on the road out but we were still in it. We were still on the roller coaster. It wasn't stopping. There was ups and downs and all over the place. And it's such an interesting, fascinating time. And then that I don't ever want to go through again. Amen to that. <laughs> no, not, not interested. And you said your divorce was amicable. Mine was definitely not. Um, but everybody that I've ever talked to as good or bad as it is, like it's hard. It is just oh, the hardest hard. thing. The hardest. The hardest. Absolutely. And it's so painful that I, I apparently did my divorce well, at least from, you know, social media perspective. And I would Oh, you get, mean you didn't put all your shit out no, there? No, I didn't. To see it? Yeah. No. Okay. Kudos. No, the only thing I did is I, I changed my name and that was the only thing. And I obviously I stopped posting pictures of myself with my husband and talking about him. But, you know, that's funny because I think I was completely separated for well over a year before anyone even knew. Like even my yeah. closest friends, when it finally came out, they were like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah, no, I don't need to post all of this on social media. I don't need to drag him. No. That's unnecessary. No. In yeah. this moment, I can't fucking stand him, yep. but I'm not gonna drag him. right? Because first of all, I'm better than that. And second of all, we have children. Yeah. And why do kids yep. need to see and hear that? Even if they don't see and hear it in the moment, you don't think they're going to see or hear yeah. it later on. Absolutely. You don't think when you're Just putting playing, that energy out there. Exactly. And yeah. when you're trying to play tug of war yeah. because you're trying to win, yeah. you're not winning. Yeah. Nobody's winning. And the people that are getting hurt are your children. Yep. 
And when you harbor that much anger and resentment, do you think that's hurting the other person? Exactly. No, no, that's only hurting you. Exactly. Let it go. Let it go. Yep. It's dragging the knife through yourself over and over and over again, willfully. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and so I would have these friends that would reach out to me and say, I see that you went through a divorce. Um, if, it seems like you're doing really well. And could we talk? Because I think I need to get divorced. And this kept happening to me. And I didn't talk to any of these people about anybody else, right? I'm not advertising like, hey, thinking of divorce? Call me. Let's chat. <laughs> like, I'm not advertising this as a service. You didn't put a sign no, up or anything. No, there was anything. no shingle. There was no charge for these, <laughs> the service. Honestly, half a dozen people reached out to me and said, you seem like you went really well through your divorce. Can we talk? I think I'm getting divorced and I would love to kind of get your perspective. And I would meet with these people. And the first thing I said to him, said to them is if you don't have to get divorced, don't get divorced. If you have to, for whatever reason, understood. But if you have to get divorced, you need to understand this. The person you're married to that's driving you crazy right now that you can live with, but it's driving you crazy, they're going to turn into a completely different person mm. as soon as you start this process. The money you think you have is not the money you, you're actually going to have. The way that you co-parent today, as much as he or she annoys you, is going to be 10 times, 15 times, 100 times harder. Everything will change. So if you're going to do this, you need to be prepared. You need to be thinking. You probably want to talk to an attorney first. And if you don't have to get divorced, don't get divorced. And I'm very like, I, I don't think this was me, but also like of those six different people, only one of them actually ended up getting divorced. That's awesome. And I see them now on Facebook and they, you know, there's pictures. And of course, like everything is rosy on Facebook, right? right? But also these are people who are still together and they've grown and changed and they speak words of life about their partner in the social media space. You know, I'm so grateful and we've been through our ups and downs and I love you so much. And that means something. And, and then when I do meet people who have been through divorce, you just kind of go, oh, okay, so we can talk about this. We we, we have this language yes. that we can use. A mutual understanding. Oh, yes. Pause. Yeah. What color do you think it's you want It's time. Color time. Yeah, so I have a date with Hudson. Two dates this weekend, actually. And we have a date tomorrow night, and we have a date on Saturday. Now, the date tomorrow night is some sort of event with his business people. Um, and it's called denim and diamonds or something. Uh, the one on Saturday, I don't actually know what we're doing. It's a surprise date because he's really good at stuff like that. Um, but I know that I need to dress up. So I'm sort of debating, but I think I landed on the color changer because you know how I love the color changers. Um, ladies, <laughs> you've probably already gotten the hint, but you're going to become very jealous of Harper and her relationship. I have a great husband. He's really He's spectacular. He's very doting. He's very romantic. He plans shit that's unfucking believable <laughs> So just... Let that jealousy flow because that's what we're going to be looking at. It is. I feel very blessed. And and we we try to lift each other up. So it's a lot of fun. And one, one thing he loves to do is surprise me and take me on dates. So I try to show up with a great outfit and great hair. I just got my hair done today and get my nails done. 
So yeah, I think I'm gonna do the blue and white because that feels sort of snowy and festive to go with her. Oh, the mood changing. Yeah, the mood ah, changing. Good choice, good choice. I like that one. We did that once before. Cool, like it. Okay. Yeah. Back to our regularly scheduled program. Yeah, yeah, divorce, right? <laughs> no, we don't need to talk about that. No, we don't. But we don't. that is what bonded us. We yes. would not be here today had we not both gone through a divorce yeah. at about the same time. Yeah. And totally different experiences, yet similar. And yeah, and that whole visual about like it doesn't stop is so true. And I think that's true about grief in general. Um, it just, you know, it's one of those things. Grief makes me angry, mm. I've realized. And so it doesn't like I'm a very weepy person as a rule. And grief doesn't make me sad. It makes me angry, which is oh. very curious to me. I'm just fascinated by this recent realization that I've had. And uh, and so then, like, what happens when you get angry mm. instead of sad? Mm. Right? Well, that sounds like a future episode. I know. Salon Confessions. I know. Hmm. I know. Exactly. Um, speaking of future episodes, we would love your input. We would love your ideas. Yes. If you have something you want to talk about, if you have something you want us to talk about, yes. you can email us at salonconfessionspodcast at gmail.com. Yep. We would love to hear from you. Um, you can be anonymous. That's what we're really working on. It's not the easiest, but we're working on it. Yep. Keep it anonymous um, so that people can feel comfortable to share. Um, we have a few different ideas. We're going to talk about, you know, all things women and the things that yeah. women experience but aren't comfortable to talk about. Like, I don't know, chafing. <laughs> um, Seriously. Uh, you know, maybe waxing. How to. <laughs> how to prepare. How to prepare yourself for that waxing appointment. For that waxing experience. Yes. What to expect. The first time that. Harper went on my referral. She was like, I just don't know. I just don't know. I said, oh, it's going to be over before you know it. And you were so and right. And that was pretty much the experience. It's so right. It's like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. In, <laughs> out, done. But it's so worth it. So worth it. Um, yes. We'll get more in depth on those things. Yes. Uh, we'll talk about, um, you know, online dating, which we both God help through. us. We're yes. never going to do that again. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we'll we'll do a little bit for the guys too. You I know think what we're... I'm curious about now that you say that and bring up like what guys think. I'm curious about folks who are queer. You know, like oh. what are what is somebody who's who's gay, lesbian, bisexual, oh. transgender? What are they looking for in a profile? That's we're gonna I'm have fascinated. to do all of them. We're gonna have to have a whole series on um, dating. Yes, in the real world. Yes, I'm also curious because obviously you know a ton of people in this industry. I know a few, and just bringing up this whole idea, like this whole concept of this show, they've been like, "Oh my god, I've got so many stories, so mm -hmm. many stories from their confessionals." And so, if you are a salon professional and have experiences, you know, we're really looking for like, what's your lived experience around? being in the confessional and how much do you share or not share? Um, how do you protect people's privacy, right? What's important to you in this space uh, to keep it safe um, in, in whatever way and what kind of fun do you have, right? What's yes. the fun part? I learned very early on after um, a couple experiences that I will share at a later date, mm -hmm. how, how small this world is. Um, we're in a suburb of a, major metropolitan area right and at the same time 
there could be a million people and that six degrees of separation yep. seems to get smaller and smaller all the oh time. Oh my God. So I learned, like I said, very early to not use names. Yeah. Um, to not repeat stories. I became a vault because you have to, you never know who's going to know somebody right. that's going to know somebody. And I take it very seriously when people share things with me, whether it's here in the confessional or in real life, Yeah. that it's not my story to tell. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to use names. I'm not going to blab. Now, I'm not going to lie. Once in a while, some stories are pretty fucking good. <laughs> and I can't help but share them. But I I still keep it anonymous. Yeah. And like, you change details. You keep it very big. Right. Which reminds me of the day that you walked in and I was like, um, does it smell in here? <laughs> and you're like, mm. I, no. I don't I don't think so. Why? And I'm like, well, my last client shit her pants. I mean, I'm not going to tell you who the client was, but it happens. And I shit laugh. happens. Shit happens. Like, you have all, I, okay, like, in one way, shape, or form, I, I have, there's just stories. Right. Let's just leave it at that for, for right days. Now. There's stories and stories and stories. But I won't say who did it. Yeah. Um, or I will, you know, change a name or whatever. But some things are just too good not to share. I know. So. I know. Yes. I like that, that you're asking. Because I do know a lot of some professionals, but there's a lot of people that we reach that I don't personally know. Absolutely. And we want to hear all about it. Yes. We covered a lot. We did. Did we get everything? You know, I think we got everything today. Okay. And I think that's pretty awesome. Like, we should be very proud of ourselves. Yeah. So we covered where you came from, how we're here today, and what this is going to be going forward. Very proud of us. I feel very uh, confessed already. <laughs> All right. Nailed it. Nailed it. You're listening to Salon Confessions Podcast. Look for a newly remastered episode every Thursday evening, July through November, with new Season 3 episodes coming soon. In the meantime, here's some bonus content for you to enjoy. In this bonus content, we reflect on two years of being podcast creators and how you can join the Confessionista tribe and share your own confession with us. Are you a divorce diva? Or maybe you run a salon suite that clients share confessions in? Listen up for info on how to share your own salon confession. Jen, we've just relaunched. <laughs> Tell me how you're feeling. <laughs> I, um, wow, it's really hard to put into words. So we've been doing um, this for two years. It's crazy. I am so beyond impressed with your skills that I am rendered speechless. Right oh, now. you're very sweet. You're very um, sweet. Just so you guys know, I do none of the behind the scenes work. I, I strictly do nails and talk and Harper does <laughs> all of the behind the scenes so if you ever heard our first run uh -huh. it was a little um amateurish and now we are straight professionals <laughs> and by we i mean you because yeah. i do nothing but nails yeah. but you're the one that we quote true because you're so brilliant <laughs> and i own the confessional and came up with the idea exactly so exactly. i'll take a little bit of credit because this was my idea but you have run with it and done amazing things oh my gosh it's so fun to talk to people about it and you yeah. know say like i've been secretly doing this podcast for a couple of years 
Um, it's been really fun and, you know, maybe you should check it out. I have a couple of times something just in passing like, oh, and on my podcast and people be like, what? You have a podcast? <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of this been an underground thing. Yeah. And, and part of it was the anonymity that makes it that maybe we don't talk about it as much as people would think. Also, content is not for everyone. Yeah. Like most of my clients, as I mentioned before, have no idea I have right. a podcast. Right. Um, as you well know, I do not um, quote them right. or tell their life stories or anything like that. But some of the content would just um, probably make people fall off that chair yes, you're sitting in right now. Our explicit, candid conversations, yeah. not for everybody. Not That's for everyone. Okay. Including, but if you're here listening, it's for you and we love you. And it's not even for people like including my child. <laughs> <laughs> Your grown adult child. My grown adult child. Yeah. She listened to an episode or two like, first of all, do you guys know this and yeah. do you know that and then she got to an episode that had nothing to do with someone her age and was like yeah okay not on target <laughs> no. for me no. as an audience it is not for everyone and that's okay that is totally okay but i would love to hear from people that get it yes right like what is resonating yes i'm very curious about that and then also i really want to start having people give their confessions because absolutely that's what makes this so accessible and relatable. That's what people always talk about when they talk to us about episodes, like, oh my gosh, that happened to me, or I can't believe it went that way. I thought I was the only one. Yes. I've heard that more than once. Oh, I had no idea other people had that same experience. Right. Like, no, right. you are not alone. Right. So we are inviting everybody into the confessional. There's a link in the podcast, um, both in the overall podcast and in the episode link that'll let you leave a voice message leave us your confession be part of the confessionista tribe love it we're gonna build it out and um i can't can't tell you how grateful i am that you made this crazy suggestion and that i said yes it has been a total fun labor of love and i'm looking forward to growing it from here i agree. love you Thanks for listening to Salon Confessions Podcast. Please reach out to us, salonconfessionspodcast at gmail.com or Salon Confessions Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, your ideas for new episodes, or your confessions. You can leave a voice message, Spotify Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. Talk to you next episode.